It's June 13th, and this is Product Management Daily. Hey, everybody. Thanks again for joining us today. We love having you aboard. Today, we're going to jump into two topics that have to do with communication. Uh, One is how great retrospectives actually begin before you even start your time timer. And then the second topic is tools and how they affect your communication with the team, your interactions, if they are all you have. Here we go. Retrospectives. They've got to be everybody's favorite meeting. Am I right? Okay, maybe not. Um, but uh, retros for me are top of mind today because when it's Wednesday and Crema typically begins and ends, it's uh, sprints on Wednesdays. And we do that for a number of reasons. Uh, check out the blog to figure out, uh, to learn why we do that. But uh, it works really, really well. Highly recommend it. Uh, but so I was uh, considering some uh, retrospective opportunities for uh, next week as I'm in, in between retrospectives, uh, but also reflecting on some some past projects and how we can improve retros for them and communication throughout. And as I'm doing that, I'm uh, catching up on the mindtheproduct.com blog which is, as we've said before, excellent. And I came across this article entitled Broken Retrospectives and How to Fix Them by Jeff Hudock. Uh, Hudock, uh, not sure. Sorry, Jeff. Um, but it was a good good post. And uh, it was largely procedural and had some good tips on uh, how to make them uh, more effective. And uh, But it, it, was, it was largely... Uh, procedural and things to do and make sure that we are staying on top of things. Um, and I found attention uh, as I was, as I was reading through it. And so I, I started taking out some notes and uh, largely around how I feel like uh, retrospectives are more cultural than procedural. Uh, what I mean by that is that you can have, you can follow step by step and still have a crummy retrospective. And those those crummy retrospectives are often uh, a product of poor communication throughout the sprint, throughout the team, within the organization altogether. And there's some correlation there between um, how the team interacts outside of the retrospective and the quality of retrospective, right? And so uh, good retrospectives actually begin um, with uh, with the kickoff and setting a standard for how we're going to communicate uh, the types of uh, tools that we're going to use and the communication style that we're going to use. Uh, Radical Candor is a, obviously a popular book on that topic. Uh, Patrick Lencioni's Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Um, I recently refinished, reread and finished that, and it was just a, a great reminder for how important uh, conflict is uh, in terms of um, facilitating positive outcomes among a team. And so uh, as, you're, as you're thinking about retrospectives, just remember that uh, good retrospectives are, uh, they begin with every conversation you have with the team throughout the sprint and even have nothing to do with work. I mean, uh, there, there are all kinds of ways to build trust and not, not in a Machiavellian trust way, uh, manipulative trust, but just a, uh, a very human bond between, between people and within a team. So uh, keep that in mind. And, uh, finally, last point on that is that, uh, procedures are great, but, uh, and, and we need it. We absolutely need it. Make sure that procedure fits your team 
and that um, and this is a great takeaway from this article is that uh, be flexible with it. If if people aren't feeling it, then then skip it this time and come back to it uh, because there might be underlying issues that you need to take care of. And so uh, the the rigid procedure and having a meeting, whether nobody wants it or not, people are people are stressed. People have um, other conflicts. Um, procedure might exacerbate the underlying tensions and conflicts that that haven't happened yet. So uh, make sure you've got a higher level of awareness uh, in that regard. Next topic for today is tools. Everybody loves tools. We at Crema love our tools. Everybody's got their favorite tools because uh, there are so many different tools on the market that they can accommodate our individual preferences pretty well and our team preferences pretty well. And uh, so, but what I'm going to talk about today is a different take on these tools because uh, I am working remotely for uh, a bit and I am a couple time zones away. And so there's some time shifting that's, that has had to happen that has disrupted not just my geographic and physical presence, but also the availability presence. And so uh, a couple ways that I've done that is making better use of Evernote and paper. So um, Evernote is, Evernote, these are two well-known tools. Um, and typically I'm using paper when I'm in the office, but because I've spent a lot of my time uh, where there hasn't been um, easily or easily accessible or fast internet access, paper can be a drag in that regard because it's just a, a web app. But Evernote is, is obviously real helpful because it works whether you are offline or online. Uh, and and so I've been taking a lot of notes in Evernote to think through things uh, a bit differently rather than going over to a coworker and saying, hey, what do you think about this? I will, uh, Evernote will allow me to think things through and undo and redo and have multiple copies and, and think through them a bit differently. And then when I uh, get internet access again, I can put those things into paper and then it becomes a collaborative document with the team. And What's helpful about that is that I can post questions in a single place to, uh, to then I can send that link to the team uh, through Slack. Typically, I'm sending these questions one at a time through Slack or I'm um, poking somebody on the shoulder and saying, hey, what do you think about this? Or we, uh, we might have a, an in-person meeting. But with the combination of paper and a paper document that it contains all of these all of these questions and all these statements and um, strategies, and giving that to a person through Slack uh, retains all that information in one spot. It can be a living document. It can be, it's obviously collaborative and um, it's all easy to keep track of. Whereas in, in Slack posting many questions, things tend to get lost. Even, even with threading uh, the way that uh, Slack works, it just um, it's been difficult to manage. Uh, so paper, Evernote and Slack are great. And similarly, Asana, we've talked about Asana quite a bit. Uh, we use it pretty, pretty deeply here. We we put it to good work, and um, what I've been doing with, with Asana is similar to uh, Paper, where um, as we write up user stories or uh, issues or whatever it is that we're designing and developing, the details of that will happen in Asana, and then uh, then a link will be posted to Slack, or I'll just call that person out in Asana. But it's a way for me to uh, think through things, think through products, uh, the questions that the team might have, and actually get those details in there rather than uh, talking with them in real time and sketching things out. Um, 
in addition to that, there have been some scenarios where it's sketch something out, take a picture, post it in Slack, or post it in the, pro- the paper doc, depending on where the, the actual conversations are happening. Uh, another tool is Zoom. We are big, big fans of Zoom, video conferencing, teleconferencing, et cetera, et cetera. It's just good to get on a face, familiar face on the line and work things out. And the final tool is one we haven't covered yet is the Pomodoro. Uh, Pomodoro is actually a technique uh, that can be used as a tool um, commonly where one will work in 20 minute increments and then take a break for five, work in another, take another break for five. Uh, And there are several Mac apps, uh, several iOS apps, Android apps everywhere that you can use to uh, put this, this technique to use. But what that allows me to do is as I'm uh, pomodoring my way, my day away, I can keep track of notes in Evernote and paper or details in Asana. And I can send those through to Slack and uh, maybe even Zoom if I have a meeting like that set up. But what it creates is uh, my, with my decreased frequency of communications with the team, I'm actually increasing the density of those communications. It makes me feel really really productive because it's just check, check, check all the way down the, the task list. Very satisfying and um, highly productive as well. And it, and it helps to build some, or ma- build and maintain that momentum there. Um, and that's kind of a, a taking advantage of some solitude here where I don't have people tapping me on the shoulder and saying, hey, what can we do here? What can we do? I can enter a flow state more deeply with Pomodoro, and Zoom and Slack and these other tools combined. So I um, hope that's helpful. Please let us know if you have any other feedback and uh, let us know what tools you use and tips for solid retros. Thanks. We'll talk to you later.